to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. Welcome back, everybody. It's It's been a couple weeks. We took a week off last week. We did spring break. You got to take spring break off. Family first, right? right. Just right. just barely above jazz is family. So. It's a close second. It really is. <laughs> if you ask my wife, actually... Uh, it, it's jazz. <laughs> I'll be in bed at dinner watching the game. 100%. Yep. yep. Got to have that phone on you. Got to yep. be watching jazz games. Yes. A lot that's going on lately. Um, we're excited to bring in another guest today. This is the big time, baby. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Tony Jones, everybody. Tony, thank you for coming on. We're so pumped for you to be on here. So checks in the mail for that intro. <laughs> uh, I just want to let you know that. So... <laughs> You know, you should you should, you should expect that those five dollars within the next five minutes in your Venmo. Nice, perfect, nice, okay. tax free. Uh, I appreciate. It. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate. Yeah, it. Yeah, this is awesome. We appreciate you. Um, how how's life? Things going good? Family good? Yeah, you know, family is uh, family is family, and and you know, it's we're like literally right in the middle of of the season, and and things are ramping up. I mean. You know, you guys knew how busy it was. We tried to get, like, we tried to have the, when, when did we originally schedule this? Like, for three weeks ago? Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a little while ago. End of March? It, yeah, it was like a little while ago. And then, it, and then you know, things kept coming up. And and I had a, uh, uh, one of my, my uh, younger daughter had a, a cheer competition that I had to go to right. the last minute. And, we were supposed to go last night, and, and Portland was like forgot that Portland was playing. <laughs> jazz were playing in Portland, so um, yeah, it's been tough. We um, got to work around the yeah. Jazz games and everything, but even though the Jazz yeah, didn't I'm, perform, I'm really, glad to, I'm really pumped to be on on with you guys. Well, for we're sure. ex- we're excited to have you, man. Um, talking a little bit about you, you're you're a you're a Knicks fan, right? You you grew up on yes. the East Coast. How did how did that work out? Why why are you here? <laughs> um, so. <laughs> You know, it's um, it's um, it's interesting. It's it's interesting and, and, and simplistic at the same time because um, when I started my career as a journalist, you know, I set the goal for myself that um, you know, I wanted to be um, I wanted to be an NBA writer. That's what I wanted to do. So, um, you know, in journalism, it's just kind of you go where the jobs are. Because it's you know the 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 job supply in in sports journalism isn't all that plentiful. Yeah. So my first job was in Danbury, Connecticut, at the Danbury News Times, and uh, I covered high schools and uh, you know under high schools. Like I covered like Kyle Ripken baseball and cool, cool. baseball and stuff like that. And then I got a job in Daytona Beach, Florida, um, at the Daytona Beach News Journal, and um, um, I covered high schools there. And but that was different because that that was like you know I covered high school football, so I ended up covering a couple of NF, future NFL players. That's cool. Um, because Florida's just like ridiculous for high school football. And then I came out to then I came out to Utah, and uh, Michael Anastasi, who who was the, the editor that hired me, said, "You know, if you take this job, our goal, our vision for you is to be the jazz writer within five years." And no, that was no NFL was, out here. 
yeah. <laughs> that was so I, I I told so I told my girlfriend who later became my wife. Um I said I said uh I said, baby, we have an opportunity. <laughs> and she said, Oh, okay, where? And so I said, Salt Lake City. And she said, um, Salt Lake City, um, that's in Utah, isn't it? And I say, yeah, that's in Utah. And she said, okay, good luck. <laughs> oh, there was, I had to do a little convincing Fair enough. to get her to move out to Utah. And, um, but you know, it turned out to be the best move that I ever made. And I'm, I moved out here in 2008 and I'm still here 13 years later. Well, we're blessed to have you here. hundred percent. We love it. We love to have you supporting us and, and, uh, got the jazz backs. So, so yeah. I, I asked you, you're a Knicks fan, right? And you were real quick saying, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I, yeah. Are you, do you take the name of a jazz fan now or are you, you sp- strictly a jazz writer? No, I'm a jazz writer. I'm a Knicks fan. 100%. <laughs> it's not what I was expecting, Tony. Wait, wait, wait. Who is this guy? 150%. Like, there, there's, there's, no, there's no hesitation on that. Have you been telling so, people that the last few years, though? Do you claim I, the Knicks? I have that conversation on Twitter at least once a year. Okay. Like, it's like a big conversation on Twitter, you know, like a whole bunch of jazz fans. In fact, we're having it right now. And let's see. Let, let, let's give you. Oh, boy. Uh, this is hot off the press from Tony Jones. It's a good uh, year to be a Knicks fan, though. I bet you're Josh feeling okay. Taylor, wait a minute. Josh Taylor. Calling him out. Who is, is, is well, he might be a bot. Hold on. Because, you know, it's like one of those J Josh nine six four seven things. So, um, you know, he said, isn't it easier to root for the Jazz when they're winning or whatever? So, but anyway, I'm a Knicks fan through and through. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. And, you know, and, and you know, I grew up in the 90s. So, um you know, the, those Patrick Ewing teams, the Pat yeah. Riley teams, um, you know, when Pat, when Pat missed that layup, um, you know, in, in 94 yeah. against the Pacers in game seven, you know, I, I basically cried that day. <laughs> uh, when Starks went two for 18, I was screaming at the, the TV to stop shooting the ball and he kept shooting. Um <laughs> You know, I was, you know, I went through the Marbury years and, and, you know, it's just been lean times ever since, man. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So we can share yeah. a little bit of, uh, a little bit of Chicago hate in our blood together yes. then. Yes. You've been in the yes. 90s Knicks era. We, we absolutely, we absolutely share the Chicago hate. Well, that's good. We, I, I still remember the minute Michael Jordan pushed, uh, uh but Brian Russell off that foul shot and uh, made that basket. I remember crying myself, so I never lose that a kid's a memory. Off. Yeah. 100%. Good answer. Thank that was, you. That was absolutely a push-off. <laughs> it's officially official now. Yeah. No reviews <laughs> back then. Gonna, you're never going to get that called. No. Like, no. down the stretch. And that's fair enough. And it's Michael. You, you're, not giving, Michael. you're not giving him that call. Right, right. And, and uh, I think he went like 17 for 45 that game. Wow. Like, legit. Wow. I think if you look at the box, box score, it's, it's something insane like that. He's like 17-45. So if you get Michael Jordan to miss 28 shots in a game and you don't win that game, yeah. <laughs> There's that, other that issues. That might be on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Jackson, actually, we, we followed some of your some of your tweets. Uh, Jackson noticed uh, a little bit of, like, 
how you handle opposition on the tweets. You're not really one to back down on on. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some info on that, Jack. <laughs> I'm going to throw him under the bus. Do you here. like? You're you're known for. I don't know if you know this or not, but you're kind of known for as what I've seen of of kind of letting people have it at times, telling us how it is, straight, and straight shooter. Yeah, and kind of it gets a little bit hot sometimes. I've read. Um, are you into that? Is, that? is that just you? Do you have to like try to be that guy or, or are you that guy? <laughs> you know what? This is a great question because so like there's so many people who like meet me in person and then they come away and they, you know, and they say something on Twitter and they'll be like, you know, I met Tony Jones and he's actually a nice guy. <laughs> like they're surprised. <laughs> it's like, and that- I'm just like, Wait a minute. What do you like, mean, actually? Is it, that, is, it, is, it wait, is it that bad on Twitter? <laughs> and sometimes it is because, you know, I think, um, you know, when you get to a point where, you know, people come at you from all different levels, I, I'm a big believer of, of giving people the energy that they give you. So if you give me negative energy, I'm going to give you negative energy back. If you give me positive energy, I'm going to give you nothing but positive energy back. And, you know, then if you say something, flip it to me, you know, I'm sarcastic. I'll say something flipping back. Um, And then, you know, sometimes it just goes left from there. And then sometimes, you know, some people will be like, oh, you know, that's funny. You know, I got you. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, on one hand, right, like, you know, I grew up in in an environment where you know, it's, you're taught to never back down. So I have, you know, a lot of that in me. Uh, I grew up as a basketball player. So, you know, I have a lot of competitiveness in me. And Jackson, you you know something about that. A little bit. Um, you know, and it's just like, i give you a perfect example. I'll give you a perfect example. So when I moved here in 2008, um, and when I moved here in 2008, my first game of church ball, <laughs> you know, I, I I go around the pick, snake dribble around the pick, I go to the basket, big 6'8 guy comes, smashes me into the stage. Like, wow, right? And Welcome to church and ball. I'm thinking, and I get up all <laughs> slow, I'm getting ready to walk, walk back, take the ball out, because I'm like, oh, there's no question they're going to give me this foul, right? <laughs> They just kept going. <laughs> and I was just like, WTF? <laughs> like right in the middle of the church, right? And, and you know, they were like, that's no foul, buddy. <laughs> Welcome. You're like, I'm from Brooklyn. So, so, you know, so I say WTF, like I say the literal WTF, right? <laughs> Nobody bats an eye, right? Church ball doesn't and count. You'll come to realize, I'm sure. It, that gets that said in church count, ball all the right? time. The net, so two possessions later, I get the ball. I shake my defender. Beautiful move, Jackson. <laughs> I, I wish we could have seen it. wish we could have seen it. Get into the lane. Throw up a floater, right? Floater comes out. And I look in anguish. And I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe this floater, floater comes out. I said, oh, my God. Play stops right there, <laughs> right in the middle of it. Play stops right there. Guy looks at me and he says, buddy, any word with that, any word with that. Like you can <laughs> play with us, anything, but any word with that. And that was my introduction to 
Utah, Utah. Up basketball. <laughs> like these guys are the nicest guys in the world, but they are competitive. Yeah. In a certain environment. So I think that that's kind of like, you know, where I am a little bit on, on Twitter. And then it's like, you know, you see, you see me in another environment and it's just completely different. Yeah. Well, don't, don't get me wrong. I didn't mean it as a knock or anything. I I love following you. So anyone listening, if you don't follow Tony, get, get on Twitter and start following him. You get a bunch of good jazz takes and then you get a little bit of laugh and entertainment too, to see him just brutalize somebody. (laughs) You got, you got to have a little bit of everything else. That's right. That's right. Um, let's, let's talk jazz a little bit. Um, it was kind of an up and down week, um, to coming off two losses. We had a big win last night against Portland. Um, I wanted to ask you why, and, and you probably know you're a little more involved in the, the jazz community and the NBA community than, than we are, I think. Um, but it seems to us, why aren't teams scared of the jazz yet? Why, why are they saying, oh, that that's, we'll take that matchup in the playoffs. What what's the reasoning? What's a what's a fan's perspective on, on the other side? Why why are they willing to play us when we're the best team in the league? Number uh, top five offense and defense. Um, I, I don't understand it. Enlighten me. I think my question to you is: Are you sure that people that are saying that? Are you sure that people are saying or, that? Or no? Are you sure that teams are, that other teams want to play you or don't want to play you? Maybe I not teams. Right. But I, I know fan right. bases are. Well, yeah, fan bases are because you know I think I think the easiest answer is the Jazz haven't done it in the playoffs. Yeah. In the playoffs yet, at least this core hasn't. So, you know, that's the easy answer. You know, you see the Jazz they they surrendered the three one lead to Denver. Um, you know, they're not overly athletic outside of Derek Favors. They're not overly lengthy outside of I mean outside of Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Um, the narrative, which I think is as wrong a narrative as you can get, is that you can scheme for Rudy Gobert in the playoffs and play him off the floor. Um, Just because you know, so Houston of, Houston did it two years games. ago. Huh? Because Houston did it a couple years ago. But they didn't play him off the floor. Like, you know, I mean, not in a literal sense. Yeah. And two years ago, I thought Rudy was was Utah. That was the that was the year that the Jazz couldn't make a shot. That was Ricky's last year, mm-hmm. and you know Rudy was 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 the reason why the Jazz had anywhere near a chance in that series. He was actually tremendous defensively. Um, and then last year, so last year I thought it was interesting because in the moment we were like, oh well, Rudy's getting outplayed by Jokic, mm-hmm. and then when we saw Jokic just absolutely destroy the Clippers. And then you look back on hindsight with Rudy and it was like, oh, well, you know, Rudy actually played Jokic a lot closer than, than it appeared. Um, You know, so, I mean, you know, rightfully or wrongfully, and I actually think that this is fair, you know, the, the Jazz just have to do it in the playoffs. You know, if they go to the, the Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals, guess what? Next year, you're not going to hear the same narrative. You're going to be like, yo, you know, you don't want to see the Jets. But right now, I mean, it's like, you know, when teams see the Jazz, what they see is a team that had a lot of continuity, whether it's right or wrong. They're going to see a team that played well in the regular season, whether it's right or wrong. But 
it's a team with the same exact core that went out in the first round last year. Whether Mike Conley is a better player than he was last year, whether Donovan and Rudy were better players than they were last year, uh, which is my opinion. But, you know, you still got to go out and, and, and do it when it counts. Right. I could say that I'm, I'm personally more scared of the Lakers or LeBron in playoff mode than I am regular season. So I can see where some people get a different mentality on a, on a, play, on a team's performance regular season compared to post. I can see that. It's just like the Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks in the past have been the best team in the league for two years in a row, and then right. come playoffs, and it's a different team or a different a, the opponent's perspective is a little different. It's a different game right. in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a different game in the playoffs. So you know, it's just you know, it's just a matter of being able to 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 get it done when it counts. And you know, I think the good thing if you're a Jazz fan is that every person connected with the jazz franchise knows this, like nobody has, you know, grandiose thoughts because they're 39 and 13 right now, you know, they're all like, okay, we want to get the number one seed. None of this stuff matters until the playoffs. Right. And until, and until we do it. And I think there's a, I think there's more than what meets the eye. I think this this playoff run to the Jazz matters uh, more than what meets the eye in terms of you know what this team might look like next year. Where, where do you see bare minimum? Where do you see the Jazz advancing in the playoffs? I mean, if they continue to play the way they're playing now, I mean, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But what what are your expectations? Where what at what point are you going to say? I, they should have gone further, or, or we're where we should be at least. Well, it's a it's an it's a disaster if they go out in the first round. Amen. So, but so you saying second you know, round is is good enough? Like you'd call this season a success? We lose in the second round. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you're in the second round, you're either going to get the one of the Los Angeles teams. Yeah, you're this. This is what you're likely going to get in the second round. Right. You're either going to get one of the Los Angeles teams or you're going to get the Denver Nuggets. All three of those teams are capable of beating the Jazz. Yeah. I think the Jazz are all capable of beating all three of those teams. I'm squirming but, in my seat just getting nervous thinking about it. Like that's the thing. Like is the the Jazz are not going to be the Jazz are not going to be um a significant favorite in the second round. And unless they see We lost you. Oh, you're oh, back. Okay, I'm back. Uh, something happened with my phone. So, sorry about that. Unless they see um, – unless Phoenix gets to the second round and they see Phoenix. Like if Phoenix drops okay. to the four seed – We got it. You know, yeah. Phoenix beats Denver in the 4-5 matchup. Yeah, that's tough. You know, I think the Jazz are, are favorites over Phoenix. Talking about Phoenix, we just played in Phoenix – an overtime loss, kind of a, a heartbreaker for Jazz fans. We come off a, a nine-game win streak, I think, something around there, and we lose to Dallas. So, obviously, we need we need some energy. We need some fuel to get the next win. Uh, I think Donovan said we, we can't lose games in a row. So, going into Phoenix, there was, there was a, some pressure. There was a lot of hype, I'm sure, um, and we just didn't get it done, despite the, the amazing performance by Donovan. 
I read I read your article for the Athletic on that game, and you talked a lot about intangibles and and toughness and that and is something past Jazz teams have had and it's kind of been known for. Are we are we losing that that psyche and that that personality of of we're we're going to beat you up, we're going to grind the defensive end, and and what does that do for come playoffs? Well, I think. I think toughness is defined as as what your team is, and I think teams tend to to follow um, the personalities of their best players. and And Donovan and Rudy are two of the toughest guys that, that I know, mm-hmm. and they're two of the most competitive guys that I know. So I don't think um, at the top, when it comes down to it, when it really matters, I don't think that you have any worries about that. Um, you know the you know the Jazz don't play a brand of basketball that that screams you know quote unquote toughness like they spread you out they run a lot of pick and roll they shoot a lot of threes um you know they 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 try to explode past you uh in terms of in terms of you know just kind of avalanching you with threes um but nobody really plays that style other than the Lakers and the Clippers you know uh, out west I mean you know, they, you know, t- the Jazz are going to have, I mean, it's going to be, you know, a tough road. And and obviously the Jazz are going to have to, you know, stand up to some teams. Like if they see the Clippers, you know, 100%, Pat Beverly's going to try to punk the Jazz the entire <laughs> series. Like it's just going to happen. You just know it's going to happen. You know, if, if you know, if, if, if they see Denver – you got to deal with Jokic mm-hmm. and, you know, you got to deal with, you know, his brothers are going to be like, you know, in the crowd and, and, <laughs> you know, looking like, you know, they can knock Nancy Kerrigan you if you make a free throw. Um, if you play, you know, if you play the Lakers, you obviously got to deal with LeBron and the, the enormous shadow that he casts and you, you know, Anthony Davis and his physicality and Andre Drummond and his physicality. Um, so, you know, the jazz is going to have to show toughness, but I think this is a tough team. I think it's a tough group. I think it's a group that's been together for multiple years. And, and, you know, I think it's a locker room. Uh, I think the most, if, if I'm a jazz fan, if I were a jazz fan, I think the, the thing that I would be most, um, um, encouraged by is that every man in that locker room feels like, you know, he individually but collectively with this team has something to prove we'll chip on our shoulder um yeah absolutely can i can i ask you uh now jackson he's actually a coach okay and he played some real ball he coaches the high school team here i'm not a coach but i i I need to send a letter to quinn because i'm confused about these close lineup uh roster we're playing I, i when it comes to close clutch games Okay, okay, I'm getting flustered here. Okay, <laughs> I I really want to see, and I we have to take in consideration Royce O'Neal's excellent defensive capabilities. But in my opinion, if he's out and we're spreading the floor with more three point shooters, taking Royce out, putting in Jordan Clarkson or Joe Ingles to make some points in those clutch games, why is that not a call that Quinn wants to make when he sticks to that same roster? the last few minutes of a game when it's close like that. I just feel like 
they're gonna they're gonna have to guard Joel. They're gonna have to guard Jordan. They're they're a threat, so that gives Donovan a little bit more breathing room if that's the avenue. But I just want to see those two on the court, man. At the last few minutes of the game, why is that not a play in Quinn's book? Did you see them on the court together in Phoenix? What happened? The Joe and Jordan. I didn't see him at the last. Or you're talking about Joe and – okay, so Joe and Boyan closed together in Phoenix. And I love both of those guys as right. players. But what right. happened defensively? Not enough. No. They couldn't get a rebound. Right, right. We got rebound. We got out rebound the whole game. But uh, Right, so when you, when you close with them – Right. When you close with them, what Phoenix did was they ran pick-and-roll action, forced Rudy out on the switch – and then it's make or miss, you know, and Rudy made, made them miss more than they made, but guess what? Nobody else was there to get the rebound. Right. I think neither Joe or Boyan are going to like, they're not great rebounders. Yeah. I think Boyan had right. one rebound okay. that okay. night. Okay. Right. Right. And Boyan played 40 minutes, I think. Yeah. And got one rebound. That's yeah. So game. Royce O'Neal is uh, one of the best rebounders for his size in the league. And, you know, they need him on the floor and you need him on the floor to defend. And, you know, the, the, you know, the, the flip side is you lose a little bit of playmaking offensively, but Royce, you know, despite um, his offer on Wednesday, he shot the three really well this year. Absolutely. Um, You know, so, you know, he's going to, this is a big playoff for Royce because Royce is going to have to step up. There's going to be a time during this playoff run where Royce is going to have to make a big, big shot, like a huge shot, like a game-changing shot. And um, and and he's going to have to make it. And because, he, you know, the Jazz really need him on the floor because they need to be able to defend on the perimeter. They need to be able to rebound. So, you know, he's he's got to play um, really important minutes. Just to just thank, to, you, thank you for clearing that up. Just to add to this, um, <laughs> it does seem going back to Quinn a little bit. It does seem he gets, um, and again, this is a, a fan's perspective sitting at home. I'm not in on, on it like you are as much. Um, it does seem like he he loves his rotations. He loves his his structure. His oh the 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 eight minute mark got to pull Rudy and and throughout the entire game. I know it's a long season. I know they're looking at um, stamina throughout the season, but do you think we could, or or what do you see as far as between the the debate between scheduling guys' rotations and just just going off feel and 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 if a guy's rolling, let him roll, and if a guy's struggling, get him out. I know confidence is a huge thing in in basketball, but but if a guy's, I think Royce is one for seventeen the last couple of games. I, I don't I don't know. What are your thoughts, or or what have you seen from Quinn as far as that that balance balancing act? I think that's more of a playoff thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's in this, there's normally 82 regular season games this year, obviously a 72. Um, you know, you tend to follow your regiment a lot more. Um, and I think one of the, the things clearly is, you know, with Derek Favors, you know, the Jazz are trying to keep Rudy's minutes down. Um, they don't want him playing 37, 38 minutes a night because I think during the playoffs, I think he's going to play 40 minutes a night. Right. He should. You know, so now he's playing like 32, 33 minutes a night. And that's, that's what the Jazz want. That's just fine. Um, 
And then I think, you know, once the playoffs starts, that's going to ramp up uh, considerably. It's a lot different than last year. They couldn't take Rudy off the floor last right, year. Right, right. Every, every, everything, everything will fall apart if Rudy <laughs> came off the floor last year. And now this year, you know, it's like, oh, well, we're playing Rudy too, too few minutes. But, you know, you're also 39 and 13 and at the top of the Western Conference, you know. So, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, it's more of a playoff feel. Um, you know, this is a team that, that you hope has uh, a long run in them. Um, you know, so you don't want to extend minutes too far, um, you know, because you, you got to try to win 16 games in the playoffs, and that's that's going to be a tough task. Right. Um. Okay, so um, we wanted to, we wanted to talk about that Portland game. By the way, you know how you forgot about the Portland game? Don't Portland forgot about it too? I mean, we didn't even play well, and they didn't even show up. <laughs> so, um, is there a team that uh, that you think the Jazz have the worst matchup with? That was kind of one of the things I, particularly in the West, is it the Nuggets? I, a lot of I've heard a lot of talk about the Suns, but I think that we can win the Suns. Is it the Nuggets or one of the Lakers team that you think is the worst matchup for us? Um, the Nuggets are a bad matchup, and the Lakers are a bad matchup once they get healthy. <laughs> right, and, and do you see that happen? Do you see LeBron's just making sure he's strong for playoff time? Yeah, well, you know they're 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 going to get healthy. I mean, you know the good thing about the Lakers is they're not nearly the they, I don't think they can shoot <laughs> this year. Yeah, but right. um, you know now now that they have Drummond, you know when they have Drummond, they have Anthony Davis, LeBron's in playoff mode. Um, they're going to be really they're going to be really good, really physical, really big, um, and that's going to be a fascinating series because I think that's going to be a series where the Jazz are going to going to have to shoot really, really well from three-point range and trade a lot of threes for twos. Right. Um, because I think that that the Lakers are going to be able to to score inside. They're going to be able to, you know, get on the boards on both ends. They're going to be able to get to the free throw line. And the Jazz are going to have to shoot 40% from three-point range for the entire series in order to offset some of the things that the Lakers are going to be able to do. Denver's a bad matchup because Rudy Gobert is best when he's able to roam and and uh, account for everybody else's uh, everybody else. Like when he's able to to help out Donovan and help out Mike and help out Joe and help out Boyan and help out Royce and you know just kind of um, stay at the basket and protect the rim. You know that's when. You know, he's the best defender in the world, but can't do that with Jokic. Right. Because, uh, he's the one making like, all the plays. He's a point. Yeah. He's the tallest point card <laughs> in the NBA. He, he right. might be one of the I mean, best. So it's like, yes, it's you just got to, you know, he's going to have his hands full with Jokic in a one on one matchup. And, you know, and that that's that's something that the Jazz are going to have to account for. It's one of the reasons why you see. You know, if if the Jazz play the Nuggets, I would not be shocked to see Derek Favors start at least one game in that series. 
agree. And he be the one that guards Jokic primary while Rudy guards Aaron, Gordon, Aaron Gordon and tries to tries to, in, in the Jazz try to get away with him helping out. Um, but we shall see. That that's 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 something that's going to be fascinating to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm extremely excited for playoffs to see what what matchups we end up getting. Playoffs is all about matchups and 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 what teams work against others, and to see what Quinn can throw at teams like that. Like you said, if we see a favor start, if we see us go small and and put a put a Royce on on Jokic and and really help off, or if we go to our zone like we have been on occasion. So um, playoffs, I, I can't I can't wait. It's it's going to be exciting. It's the best team we've had in in 20 something years probably if if not forever um you you be the judge of that <laughs> um but it, it's exciting time to be a jazz fan there's no question about it um be, being a knicks fan the jazz players are pretty easy to like right like i i, I feel like every single time i get on i'm like i love that guy i love that guy too i, I love all these guys so much <laughs> i it's they're hard to not get behind especially when you see their personalities on the court well, you guys get the root for Donovan Mitchell, and I get the root for Julius Randle. Fair enough. <laughs> I think we won that battle. He has been; he's been playing great, but <laughs> but I'll take Donovan. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, listen, I'm just glad. I'm just glad that the Knicks are in the A spot, and that absolutely. You know, and that is April, and I still have a reason. To, I still have to re, I have a reason to, to pay attention to them, other than. Um, other than you know, looking at my draft boards and seeing who we should draft. <laughs> it is tank season coming up, so luckily the Knicks don't have to worry about that this year. They're fighting. Yeah, they're fighting. Yeah, absolutely. Is Jordan uh, Jordan Clarkson's ankle? Is he good, or is this just a caution for him? We, we, he's missed a couple. No, of games he's now. fine. He's fine. You know, I mean, he he definitely tweaked it, um, but you know, he's you know he's in the gym. Um, you know, he's working out and, and he's, you know, he's getting some, you know, he's getting treatment. Um, you know, the jazz should be able to beat Sacramento with or without Jordan Clarkson. For sure. So it makes sense to, to give him a few days off and you gotta look at them man. this, you know, I, I know this season is 72, 72 games, but it is a grind. Yeah. Um, it feels you know, like it. It's basically three games every four nights. Mm-hmm at this point so it's it's just it's just a real grind and and you know if if guys are nicked up you know you just you just want to kind of uh give guys a chance to 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 rest and recover we've seen that a little bit with mike conley in his hamstring and but i feel like the timing on that's been very well played out by the by the coaching staff for sure yeah um luckily with our next six or seven games are should be wins we're playing a lot of mediocre teams coming up. We're playing a Lakers team without their two studs. Um, Sacramento, like you said, um, some some good matchups for the Jazz coming up. I'm excited to get us going on that. Hey, before we let you go, Tony, I just want to talk to you. What what's it like being being in your position in your job and and being around the players and the staffs? And are you are you able to be in the locker room a little bit and and catch some of their guys' personalities a little more than than us? guys like us what, what's that like being in that position well i mean before covid the answer would have been yes well, yeah, that's true so, um you know now you know i mean this this entire year we've we've basically been on zooms 
um, for the entire for the entire year. Um, but normally, you know, just to kind of give you a little bit of insight, um, normally um, I go through a road, a game on the road, because that's when we have the most access to the guys. Um, you know, you go to a shoot around, you know, you, you interview, you know, you interview coach, you interview the guys. Shoot around on the road is a lot, usually a lot more relaxed in atmosphere. You can kind of go up to guys and and talk to them a little bit and kind of sit down with guys and 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 talk to them a little bit because you know it's it's actually you know at the arena. And then you know after shoot around, you usually go get you know me and the other writers. We usually go to good lunch. Um, you know the thing with the writers. Um, that are on this beat we've all been on this beat for multiple years so like every single city that we're in we know exactly where to go to get lunch um we have our favorite spots um in portland it's the screen door that might be our favorite spot in the country okay what Um, what kind of food what's the screen door like uh it is chicken and waffles um it's basically food that i should not be eating so (laughs) Hey, you get up and down the court enough. You deserve it. Listen, <laughs> I've lost 40 pounds this year, but that's because I have not been on the road. Good for you, man. So, Good for you. They're, for you, they're man. officially our sponsor of this podcast. Yeah, I, I, might get, I might get all 40 of those back by the time I get on the road next year. Hey, so, but it's proven once. It can happen again. That's right. <laughs> but um, then the locker room is open like an hour and a half before the game, up to about 45 minutes before the game. Um, that's usually window dressing because the players just hide out in the back, um, and, you know, play video games, especially at home. So, you know, they kind of avoid us, Yeah. but then, you know, we cover the game and then after the game, you know, you, you have locker room access and that's, that's, that's when you can talk to a lot of the guys and everything. So, you know, that's when a lot of guys, they come up and they say, yo, I really hated that story that you wrote. And, or I really love that story that you wrote. Um, or you shouldn't have said this on this podcast. They listen to the podcast and stuff. So. That's cool. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you a funny interaction. I, you know, um, I, you know, I think a lot of people know this. Me and Derek Favors, you know, have been, you know, we're, we're, we've been close, you know, over the years. Yeah. And, you know, one year at the end of the year, you know, I just went up to Derek and we just looked at each other and we just said, man, I'm really tired of you. <laughs> and he's like, Derek was like, yeah, I'm tired of you too. And I was just like, man, I see you more than my wife. And he was like, yeah, I see you more than my family. It was, and it was like the last game of the year. And we were just like, yeah, it's time for a break. <laughs> you know, but that, you know, that, that, that's how much you see, you know, that's how much you see the team, you know, when you're on the beat. You know, you, you, you're, especially when you're traveling everywhere, you know, you're on the road a hundred days a year. Um, but it, it's fun. And it's, you know, something I, I wouldn't trade anything for. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like a dream come true, especially from a guy who wanted to be an NBA writer from when he was young. And that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of you at times. Um, cause that sounds, that sounds amazing. I'm jealous of you because you played the greatest high school basketball game I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, th- this is this we'll is called send you a check in the mail too for that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is called Jazz Beats. We don't talk about 
a has-beens past and all that. So here we are. <laughs> hey, we need to we need to get together and, and play some ball when that when the time comes. Some church. Where ball. are you at now? Like, are you like down south? Yeah, we're south. Um, my wife's from small town, central Utah, so we're down near near Richfield. Oh, yeah, so you're way down. We're south. down here. I, I go and visit my folks every now and then up there. So we ought to we ought to hoop one of these times. It'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. Like I gotta I gotta take my uh my my daughter to Springville tomorrow. So I have to get up at six AM. She's got a she's got AAU volleyball. Ooh. So good luck. It's gonna be an early early morning for me. Early tomorrow. morning, long day. Hey Tony, we really appreciate you coming in. This is awesome. We 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 love having you on the show. We love your articles and your and your banter online. Um can't say good, enough good things about you. Um, for all those listening out there, make sure you're following Tony on Twitter and Instagram. He's the man. He's, he's provides a lot of entertainment. Absolutely. If you keep keep reading and keep it up, he's a writer on the Athletic. Make sure you subscribe to that as well, and has uh, a podcast as well. Tell us about your podcast. Our podcast game notes. Uh, we we uh, we uh, we go once a week, and me and Dave before, and and uh, we. Uh, we try to give you a lot of good content, for sure. For sure. It's there, too. It's a good listen. It's a good listen. Make sure you're staying up to date on, on Tony and, and all things jazz right now. Guys, thanks for listening. Everyone everyone who puts time out of their day to listen to us, we really appreciate it. Yep. No worries. Thank you. You've been listening to Jazz Beats. I'm Jackson. This is Tyson. You're welcome. Welcome.